Hi, lifers, and happy new year. Welcome back to another episode of Because Life Can Be a Niche podcast. And today I am super excited because I have a very special guest who is dear to me because she's been in my life now for, I don't know, say six months, maybe. I hope not, because that means that our time is getting shorter. But this is my career coach, Judy. Macaulay. And um, I'm going to introduce you and tell you all the wonderful things about her and drop stuff in the show notes so that you can find out more as well as especially we'll talk about what a career coach is and what they do, but also everything else that Judy does. But um, getting started so that we don't waste too much time uh, here. Judy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am excited to be here. It is awesome. And I love working with you. So I'm really excited to be here now. I so appreciate it. I, um, I, we got to set it up and tell people how we know each other uh, just because it's so cool. And if people can take advantage of this through their own companies, then please look into it. But Judy is my career coach through Better Up. But Judy, do you want to just share a little bit about what that is? Because I mean, you're my career coach, but you're a career coach to a lot of other people. And I'm not jealous or anything, but she's mine. So Judy, go right ahead. Well, I, well really and truthfully, I work with BetterUp as, as well, but I also have private clients that I take. Um, so I'm really excited about the fact that I work with a diverse group of people and I work with people all over the world. I have... Um, I just signed on a client actually over in Amsterdam. So I work with individuals across the world and really it's people that are looking they might be at a transition in their life or they're looking to develop their leadership skills. And those are the two biggies for me. I'm really big on transitions and leadership. My tagline is communication plus compassion equals change for today's world and workforce. So I'm a firm believer in those three components, making leaders that are ready to change and become compassionate leaders versus the old industrial thinking leader that we still have a little bit in the workforce. And so there's a there's this um, transformation that's happening in the work field as well. So that's my big thing. Yes. And I that is how I actually experienced Judy through my company because they offered this to us and we get a whole year of time with a career coach. And this has just been... I think transformational, uh, transformation is a good word, I think, to describe it. But also, um, for me, it has been life-changing because uh, the beautiful part, and I'll just tell you now because I like to give people their flowers while they're in my presence, is that you are a career coach and we talk about leadership and we talk about skills and training, but you address the whole person. And that's everything because we you think that people come to the job or come to your career and you're just that's the work person but you're actually bringing all of your personal stuff and who you are and what makes you a person to your job as well and that's what i love about your coaching is that you know it's not just you know what what do you want to do what do you want to do in your career it is how are you as a person as a whole and I think that's there too. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that is what I say. I always say, I've mm -hmm. never met a piece of a pie. You are a whole person. 
personal effects professional, professional effects personal. So um, yeah, I always deal with all issues. You can come to me with anything either way and we're just gonna go with it. A coach should be a person who helps you um, question, think outside the box because you have the answers within you. And my question should just kind of open those layers a little bit more. And that's what coaching has done for me in my lifetime. So I take what I've learned and take it to other people as well. And BetterUp is a great uh, company for individuals as well as for uh, companies to work with. And for me personally, again, I have a, a select private group that I work with as well, mainly around mindfulness and spiritualism and um, diving a lot deeper than just what I normally would do in, in BetterUp. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And we will have all of that in the show notes so people can get in, cut in contact with you. Because if you don't get this through your career, then I definitely highly recommend Judy reach out to her and through her personal service. It's worth it. It is definitely something that takes you and your thought process to a whole nother level, which is why we're here today um, to talk. I uh, shared a post, Judy. Um, I guess it was last week because it was right around, it might've been this week, actually. It's right around the new year. And everybody comes with all of these goals. Some people do resolutions. I've never done them. I just, just resolutions just don't make sense to me. But we were talking and I shared with you that I was kind of feeling overwhelmed with all of the goodness that's happening right now with personal career and um, the personal business, so many things. And you stopped me and you said, I have a book suggestion for you. And it was the one word. Mm -hmm. And that process let me just tell you, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm not even going to give it all away because I want you to talk about it more because you are the expert in this. But I tell you that process of choosing one word instead of all of these goals that I was really about to pull my hair out over. I mean, I was really about to go crazy <laughs> writing all of these goals down. But can you share just... Just share what that means and, and why you suggest that process to people. The book is actually entitled One Word That Will Change Your Life. And it's by John Gordon. And there's three other gentlemen that wrote it as well. And I, I read this book at least six years ago now. At least six years. Mm -hmm. Started using it immediately. Um, I thought, oh, this is perfect. And what it is, is about taking a word and using it as your focus for the year. Because they, when you look statistically, statistics can say whatever you want them to say, but about 85% of people that set resolutions don't follow through with them after like the first three months. So the first time I did this word was just really focused around something that I wanted to just shift and change within myself. And the miracles and things that occurred through that year of unfolding for me, I was like, wow, I really have to like start doing this more. So I was doing, I was doing vision boards at the time and I introduced it to a group on New Year's Day 
because I held it at my house and my mother was still with me at the time. So she would come out and it was like a big party. She'd come out and just talk to the ladies as she said it. And, and I'd have like six or seven people around my room and I introduced them to the idea of one word, picking a word and having that as your primary focus in all areas of your life. What would that look like for you? And then we focused in on the vision boards and asked people to kind of start using the images to help them figure out what that word could possibly mean. And the empowerment that came from that was what led me to continue to do it every year. So I always say I learned my lesson three years ago um, because I chose the word receive. So that's because I've been a I, at that time, I had been a caregiver for my mom for nine years. I'd also had my stepfather with me at one point in time. So I was full-time caregiver for both of them and taking care of myself and working full-time. And so I was really just at this place where I was like, I need to stop giving and learn how to receive. Well, be careful. <laughs> because that was the year COVID began. <laughs> The first quarter was COVID and all of a sudden everything was getting shut down. Well, I ended up having to have emergency eye surgery and I was the very last person to have eye surgery on, on before they locked down um, the operating room. And I literally was like the only person there. <laughs> and it was an operation where I had to keep my head down for five days. I'm still taking care of my mother. I have to keep my head down for five days. How am I supposed to do this? And the surgeon said, you'll figure it out. It was another woman. And I was like, I guess I will. Right. <laughs> and I had to reach out to friends and say, I need some help. I had to learn how to receive. Mm -hmm. So oh, that was my word for receive. I also ended up that later that year, my mother started declining very quickly. She had fallen. And I realized that, okay, I need to actually ask people to come in to the house and sit with her because I can't leave her by herself. And I have to go to the doctors. I have two more eye surgeries coming up. <laughs> so, yeah. So I ended up learning how to receive in big ways that year, which that's why I say, be careful of the word you choose really meditate on that word for like a week to two weeks, because mm -hmm. you'll start seeing things. I did this with another, um, I do this with everybody. And actually one of my people just emailed me the other day and said, my word for this year is <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't talked to her in like a couple of years. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I love it. I love how people share their words with me. But this one gentleman was saying, oh, I think this is going to be my word ease. It's going to be ease. I love that word ease. That's an interesting word. The next week he said, it is not going to be ease because everything <laughs> became difficult. <laughs> so he totally changed his word. So uh -huh. now his word is gratitude. And he said, beautiful things have come when he started using that word gratitude. Yeah. So last year's word, because my mother had passed and I was at that place of, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. So I chose the word renew because that's what I was doing. I was renewing who I was as a person, who I was spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, what was I going to do with my life now? Because I didn't have to take care of anybody. 
And I've done that for so long. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I said, I need to renew. I need to renew my spirit. And that's what I did. And my business grew and I've gotten um, really connected with BetterUp and I love what they do and how, how they approach it. And their philosophy and mission is that everybody should have a coach. And I love that fact. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter where you are in a company, you know, you should be able to have a coach. And I love that philosophy. Mm -hmm. And so I really just took that and grew with that word. So that was my word last year. Mm -hmm. So I choose my word on my birthday, which I don't know if you know or not, but it's on my birthdays in December. So I started this process back in November and I was down to four words and it was journey. And I thought, I've been on a journey forever. Leave that go. (laughs) Mindfulness. I practice mindfulness every day. I do my meditation and, and I'm trying to get away from that word mindfulness and really focus on the word presence. Because when you think of the word mindful, it means your mind is full. So there's no more room. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yes. Yeah. So I'm trying to take that word out of my vocabulary and bring mm-hmm. in presence because mm-hmm. that's what you really want to do when you're doing meditation. You just want to be present where, where you are. That's why I do the stop, pause, breathe, receive mm-hmm. exercise where you take the four deep breaths. And, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a minute. But anyway, so through all that whole process. <laughs> I decided on the word ripple. Now that's not a common word. No. And when I introduced it into my mind, I thought, well, I wonder what that would come out to be. And in one day in having conversations with three different people, the word ripple came up and I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not a word you normally would hear. No. Then I watched the dog show of all things. I don't watch the dog show, but my mother always did. So when it was on, I clicked through and one of the dog's names was Ripple. No lie. Oh my! (laughs) So I was like, well, I guess my word's Ripple. So (laughs) reflecting on it for me, Ripple means that I center myself, Mm -hmm. my own thoughts, my own actions, my own deeds to be aware of what I caused to ripple out from me. Oh, wow. That's powerful. So that's where that came from. Mm. So the, that's a big, long-winded way of saying one word can be extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And I really, when I ask people to do it, I really want them to reflect on it. Now, the beauty is I've taken the vision board into an intention board and redefined even what a vision board is because the vision board originally stemmed from the secret when everybody would say, you know, put down what you want to manifest as far as, and it was always very materialistic. Yes. Yeah. And for me, when I talk about the word, it's more about coming from your heart. What makes your heart sing? Who is it that you want to develop into? Who does it, who is it that you want to become in this next year? And what is it that you need to learn and grow to strengthen yourself as an individual so that you have the influence intentionally of what your actions are so that we can increase the compassion and the communication and actually 
be a part of the change and not just be forced to change. Exactly. That is that is so powerful. And you said something, you started about the stop and breathe. And mm-hmm. is that what you would say when it's time to think about your word? Because a lot of people get stuck because mm-hmm. if they're like me with this long list, I was oh Judy, I've got all these things. And you're like, take your time. And how so how do you do that? How, how do you tell someone who may feel like they have a million things, and we all do, mm-hmm. how do you get them to that one word? Well, here we go. <laughs> and the clocks are going to go off while I do this. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is, um, I just want you to stop whatever you're doing. And just take a deep breath. Basically, you're going to close your eyes as you do this. So you're just going to take in a deep breath and let it out. Just stop it. The second one, we take in a deep breath. And as we take in that deep breath, we cause what I call the monkey brain. So we're going to pause that monkey brain. We're going to stop from jumping from idea to idea. We're just going to let it be and we're going to release that breath. Mm. And then the third deep breath we take in. We honor the fact that we can breathe, that we're able to take a breath in. And we honor that that breath is a cleansing breath and we just release that. And then the fourth deep breath we take in is the one where we receive, are we still feeling a little tense? Maybe we start hearing that word and then we release the tension And we ask ourselves, what's that word? Nine times out of the 10, when I've done that, somebody has a word. And then I ask them, play with it for a week. See if that's your word. Mm -hmm. The other thing is always make sure that you have your word somewhere. I do metal stamping. So I literally stamp my words onto a disc and then I add them to my bracelets so that I have them with me all the time. So that's how I do it. I've had somebody else who told me they had extra Scrabble tiles laying around from, you know, how many Scrabble games they had. And they literally glued their word onto one of those little things and then framed it and put it in their office so that they would have the Scrabble tiles. So that was their way of being creative with it. I've had Mm -hmm. others who have, when they did their intention board, they did a, a drawing of their word. Mm-hmm. And so it was present in that, in that way. So it was a very artistic way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I've had others who have just done like little post-it note on their computer, just so they have it. And I have a post-it queen. That's what I call her. She has she <laughs> post-it notes all over the place. And she has one in her bathroom mirror. She has one on her dresser mirror. Just so that when she's walking by, she's got it right there. So that she has it in the back of her mind. What? So would you say that, and I haven't, I don't think I have my word other than written down on a post-it note. I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to. Would you say that that helps to drive your word or drive your intention in 
that particular word? Specifically for the, at least the first three months, because mm -hmm. we can create a habit within like a month. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it varies. Everybody, every, every expert varies. It's 21 to 29 days, you know, and everything else. But I say, if you really want to drive it into so that you remember it, that it's implanted, have it around for the first three months where you're just constantly being attracted to it so that you, you remember it. The last three years I've done that and I've not forgotten any of my words. You asked me what my word was six years ago. I think I know, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But boy, do I, I can tell you the last three years because I've metal stamped every single one of those words. And for individuals who were in my home when they were doing that, I would stamp their word while they were still sitting here and they would have it on their bracelets. I have people that are still walking around with their words on their arms. Yeah, that's such a that's such a neat way to do it. Are you are you able to, ex I guess, explain? I know you are because, I mean, you're amazing. But are you able to share like why one word versus that list of stuff works better and still accomplishes what's on the list? <sighs> I, I, it, you know, scientifically, they haven't done a lot of research around this yet. But for me personally, coming from the background that I do with the counseling background, it's a behavioral shift change. Instead mm -hmm. of, you know, when you're putting down resolutions and you're, and you're doing that, you're, you're overloading your brain with, right. I have to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. When you focus on a word that just means, oh, let me think about how that can reflect in what I'm doing today. It's, it's incorporating that presence piece a lot more. Mm -hmm. you're, you're more in tune with that one word. When you go to do something, you ask yourself, for example, I actually asked myself, I was, I was getting ready to take a course on something and I went, would this be in alignment with my word for the coming year of what I want to see come to life from this word. Mm -hmm. Yes or no. It was a real simple question. Does it align? So I know what your word is. So as you go through, you've already done it. Mm -hmm. Is this an alignment? Yeah, it is. Okay. Then I'll move forward with it. No, I don't really think that is, or it doesn't feel right. That's the other beautiful piece. Everybody has that instinctual piece. We all have intuition. Intuition is not a woo-woo word. It just simply means that it's our primal brain telling us yes or no. It's up to us to listen. It's that fight, fight or flight that we all have. Some of us, are, it's ingrained more. But if, we're, if we become present, we can listen to that more. So um, it's taking that word and just taking it and using it for your focus. So when I thought about that one course, I was like, no, that doesn't, that's not the way I want the ripple to go. Mm -hmm. That's not for me this year. This, however, is for me to learn and grow. And, and so I went in a different direction than I thought originally that I was going to go. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I can share my word because I actually, this is what's, you know, spark the conversation here. I posted on my um, Instagram site, you know, about my word and, and how 
how you really helped me to focus and hone in, hone in on that. And, and I asked people, you know, what's your one word? And everybody just started sending their words or private messaging me saying, oh, wow, this is incredible because it really makes you think. And, and what I want people to understand, and you've explained that, is that you're not saying that you're not going to prepare goals and that you're not going to have milestones and things that you need to reach in either personal career or whatever is that the word helps drive, you describe it to me, a theme. This mm-hmm. is my theme for the year is circle. My, my word is circle. And it's because a lot of things for me are coming full circle. I am uh, grateful that God has placed people in my personal circle that is really, you know, my village has really helped me to grow as a mom, as a friend, as uh, just a business person, just all of that. And I, I guess the, the question for people who don't want to let go, because one person DM me and said, well, then how are you going to know what you accomplish? How are you going to measure your accomplishments if you don't have your goals? And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, no, you still have your goals, but you look at whether or not your goals are in sync with your theme. And if mm-hmm. it's not, maybe that's something that you should address. What would you say though? Because I'm not certified, but that's what I told them because that's what I've learned from you. But what would you say to the person who has to have, you know, that's the, the metrics and the numbers and all of this stuff? How do you, because you work with people in business. So how do you get them to the concept of the one word? Simply ask them, are, are those goals in alignment with what your word is? Mm-hmm. You know, as, as I said, I chose not to take a course this year, this coming year, because it wasn't where the direction I'm going. I know where I'm headed. I do have my long-term goals. We all have, you know, I call them BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. We all have those, mm-hmm. but we also have to have the ability to walk them backwards from where we want them. So um, I have a goal projected at the end of 2022. So I know what I have to have done by the end of August. And I have, I know what I have to have done by the end. And I just walk, keep walking it back. And then I, to the point where, what is it that I can do today? Even if it's one small item that I can do to reach that goal. But I also say to myself, Is this in alignment with my word? Is this the true ripple for me this year? Last year it was, am I truly renewing when I'm using it? The year before, am I truly receiving and understanding what that word receive was? Boy, did I. (laughs) (laughs) But is it it in alignment? Is that truly the BHAG that I need to have this year? Or should I push that BHAG down another year? because it's not resonating with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can take, and I, I don't want everybody to have like these two or three huge goals, have one major goal and then have smaller goals to meet that one goal. So you could have a goal five years out, but you bring it back. What do I need to have done by three years? What do I need to have done in two years, one year, nine months, six months, three months, Oh, what do I have to do by the end of this month? And I've done that with you. 
What is it that you need to have done by the end of this month? Yeah. And then walk it backwards from there. And, you know, what is it that you can do today to move forward? So, um, yeah, the smaller steps get you there just as quickly as a large giant step, but you learn a lot more. And so when they're set on their metrics, is that meeting their word? Right. Or is that a detractor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those would be some of the questions I would ask. Mm -hmm. That that is a a very, a very good point. Do you think, um, because we do this, so I, I love the fact that you reeled me in from the ledge of, girl, you're doing way too much. Look at what you're, what you need to do today. You've even narrowed me down to, you know, what do you have to do today? What do you have to do by the end of the week, which is really helped for those of us who have busy lives. It's really, really helped to focus you. Is it, have you ever had anyone to abandon their word and choose another word? Is that common or what's your advice about, okay, this word is not working and I'm six months in kind of thing. Does that happen? Not six months in a week to, uh, to two weeks. If after you're trying it, like, you know, my one person who chose ease, I'm not using ease. (laughs) (laughs) I went, I think they, they went through three different words, but before they finally picked their word. Okay. So yeah, you, you know, I always, it, and, but the beauty of the one word is you don't have to start it at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're hearing, you know, the podcast, or maybe you're hearing about this six months in and you're like, well, I can't do it until the beginning of the year. No, I, uh, I read the one word book at, in the middle of the year. I chose a word and I said, well, let me mm-hmm. figure out if this works. It had enough of a, an attraction to my, my, me uh, that I started talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, that's the beauty of it. You can pick it at any time. And there's different ways you can pick it too. You can pick a word for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can pick a word for your family. Mm-hmm. If you're a team leader, you can ask your team, what, are the, what do you think we need to concentrate on for this year? Mm-hmm. What's the underlying piece that we need to concentrate on? And so you could do it as a team Um, development component and and get individuals to buy into it in that way. There's many ways that you can use this. Um, And so it's not, you know, it's not, it's not just, I I can only use this one word. You can have multiple words. You could have a word for yourself, a word for your team, a word for your family. And I did this with an individual last year. And her, she sat down with her children, eight and six, mm-hmm. and asked them, what do you think our word needs to be for the family? Mm. And the little girl spoke up and said, it needs to be freedom. And the mom was like, wow, that's a powerful word. She said, yep, I want to be able to free, be free to see my friends again. They were in COVID lockdown. Yes. Yeah. So that's where it came from. And you know, I want to be able to be free to see my, my grandparents again. And so mom was like, Whoa, (laughs) when we did the intention board this year, 
we had from 14 year olds all the way up to 63 year olds in on this when, cause I did it virtually mm-hmm. and I was impressed with what the 14, 16 year olds had come up with the words that they had come up with. And one girl worked on her board until midnight, just making sure. And the other one was, they were really into it. They wanted to create a vision of what it is that they wanted to see come to life for them in this coming year and how they wanted to grow. And I thought that was fabulous. And I used to do this as a vision board with adolescents and young adults. And it was part of a treatment program that I was doing. And when they would come into the treatment program, I would ask them, where do you see yourself in six months? Because that's about as far as they could go in their vision. And I would ask them to create Mm -hmm. a a vision board for one exercise. They had another one. I actually had them create a newspaper of their past three months where they had been, what got them to where they are now and where they'd like to be in six months. And so they would write articles around that. And then I actually, I had another one where I had them design a game of their life up to this point and where they wanted their life to be in six months to a year. Right. And that's still focusing and getting that theme to come out. We talked about that because I am going to do that with my sons is ask them to really think about their word. I mentioned it to them, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm excited to see what they come up with, because I think sometimes we don't give young people credit in being very thoughtful and very present in what they want. Like the young lady who said freedom, you would never even think that an An eight-year-old come up with such a powerful word and then have a, a really clear understanding and clarity around why she chose that as her word for a theme. Is there any suggestion that you have for those who may want to try it with their family? Um, Would you suggest vision boards or do you have other suggestions for how people can introduce that to? You know, one of the things, and I don't get a commission for this, I'm going to plug John Gordon's book. You know, it's (laughs) a quick read. It's uh, on Amazon. It's called One Word That Will Change Your Life. That's a great way to start it. You can look at that. It It explains how the four gentlemen came to be and started working on it, um, their own word. Um, That's one way. The other way is just to sit down and ask your children, if you were to think of a word that you wanted to represent this coming year for you and just kind of give them a few words and see what they come up with. Mm -hmm. I never gave a lot of direction whenever I, whenever I work with young adults or young children, I never give a lot of direction. I just kind of throw the idea out and see what happens. It's kind of like, you know, that, that concept of just throwing the spaghetti on the wall and see if it sticks. Right. But the other piece was I always did it. And I always had music playing in the background, just not word music. So the agreement was while they worked on it, they would have to listen to whatever music I chose. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards they got to pick the, whatever they wanted to listen to. So, but it had to be a PG version is how I always put it for them. So if it was rap, it had to be a PG version because we were in, in a a building with other people and I didn't want to like get people upset with us, (laughs) (laughs) but they, you know, the adults were always the naysayers. Like that's not going to work with a child. You know, you're not going to be able to get a teenager to do that. 
I always found out that they were always ready to go for it. They were like, this is pretty cool. Let me, let me do this. And Mm -hmm. they were, they're very active and very involved in it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, the one girl worked on her board until midnight. Mm -hmm. We finished in two hours on the intention board and the other two girls, they were still working on, on it as well. And the grandmother was so excited. She was taking pictures and videos and everything. They were very concentrated on what they were going to do with that. They really had a vision of what they wanted to see come to fruition for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that, that is exactly right. The vision part of it. And I think that's where, I, I don't know. I think that's a part that we may miss because we are so busy or making ourselves busy. That we you know, don't. That word is a four-letter word in my book. It is. That is true. Busy. I don't. I don't tell you I'm busy anymore either. <laughs> that is a that is a naughty word. Um, but we allow ourselves to get so caught up yeah. that we don't stop to think anymore, or schedule any time, I, or just block off some time to really just sit down and think. And that's so, what I loved about this exercise is because when you told me about it and you said don't you don't have to choose it now think about it and we'll talk about it next week and that's what I did is I just went away and I spent I think it was two weeks before I actually finalized it and I prayed about it and I meditated on it and I I just said is this is this it and amazingly everything that I'm doing now it is just it's in alignment and and I am really careful about making sure like, okay, is this, is this a circle moment here? Or is this a square? <laughs> I'm not doing anything that's going to throw off the theme of what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and that's the, the beauty of it. Um, that's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> Sorry, that was my puppy in the background coughing, if you heard her. <laughs> That is perfectly fine. We're, we're used to fur babies in the background, so no worries there at all. Yeah, she was just coughing. She's waking up from her nap, like, and she always has that little cough and stuff. She's like an old lady. <laughs> She's got to clear her throat, make sure everything's good, rub the floor. <laughs> right. She's my character. So. <laughs> So what? You're absolutely right. Yeah, I would say definitely. That's that is just the focus is, and then making sure that you keep it around so that you mm-hmm. see it, right? So that it becomes a part of you, and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Does mm-hmm. this really fit with where I envision? Mm-hmm. Is this in alignment? Just keep asking that question. Yes, exactly. I, I think that is. That is the big thing. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would say to someone who's teetering on the word or trying to understand the the best way to approach it or why you think this is the best way? Don't overthink it. Trust your gut. Give it a try. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like parenting. If you give it a try, don't try it once and just say, oh, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> try it and, and let it marinate and let it become a being, a mm-hmm. presence within you of 
yes, this could work. No one that I've, used, that I've introduced this to has said, well, that didn't, nothing came to life. You know, um, in all the years that I've done this, all of my people have always said, this has been an interesting way of reframing how I look at what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, I have people that I've worked with, like even up to five years ago, who have messaged me and said, I still have my word. <laughs> I still know what my word was. And, and they just take it and adapt it into different ones. I have one individual right now who has one word and they're like, I already know what my word's going to be for next year. I said, get through this word. <laughs> Get through this year with this word and then <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> They're like, no, this is going to be. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Years of experience doing this. Get through the year with your word and see what comes up. Mm -hmm. Give it to yourself as a gift. It doesn't have to be a task. Another thing to check off your list. Uh, introduce it as a gift. This is a gift that I'm giving myself. I'm giving myself a chance to tune in, to listen to what, if whatever it is that you call that higher being in your life wants me to focus on for this coming year so that I evolve and grow into the being that I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. that, that's it. That, that says it all right there. And, and also, you know, for those of you who are just tuning in and you have not watched the beginning or you fast forward it, go back to the beginning because we that is when uh, Judy shares how you clear your mind and get quiet. But that's not just for one word exercises. You suggest doing that anyway. Just that's my mini meditation for, for anybody who says, oh, I can't meditate. Mm -hmm. Can you give me 30 seconds? Because that's how long it took us to go through that stop, pause, breathe, receive. Mm -hmm. 30 seconds to a minute. You can do that two, three times a day. Some Science has now shown that if you are practicing meditation, and meditation isn't just sitting and going, that's not it. Meditation <laughs> is just being present and being aware of what's going on and listening mm -hmm. to the sounds. If you do that practice 12 minutes a day now, they used to say 20 minutes. Now it's down to 12 minutes a day. You can actually see shifts and change within the brain. So they're really doing a lot of studies around what meditation and mindfulness practices and being present can do for an individual, okay. not just um, stress reduction wise, but actually shifting your brain in some, in ways um, for chemical addiction, they're doing studies around it. Now it's really an interesting thing. And I'm a geek. So I, I follow the science when it comes to stuff. <laughs> I never introduce an idea or a thought without having some type of a science to back it up or many years of practice behind it and seeing the results myself. Awesome. This has been incredible. And an amazing time together because I am so glad that you came in and just shared how easy choosing one word can be, but how powerful it, it is too, because it's 
it's not like you just flip through the dictionary and point to a word <laughs> and say, okay, that's my word. It really does make us think and make us stop and reset and listen to what it is that we want. Is there anything that you would leave our listeners with, any nugget of something you would want to just say to people? It doesn't have to be about the one word, but just about presence, whatever. I would say if you don't walk away with anything else, walk away with the mantra of take time to stop whatever it is you're doing. Whenever we get stressed or we're in chaos, we become really tense. So if you would do the stop, whatever it is you're doing, pause the monkey brain for a second, honor the breath, because when we're in crisis, we forget to breathe. And you can always remember that because whenever you've been in a critical moment, you're just like letting your air out going, oh, I haven't been breathing. (laughs) So stop, pause, breathe, receive. That was handed to me by my mentor back in 2015. And I have taken that and expanded it into just that brief breathing moment. And honoring that can help you center in again and just keep going. So stop, pause, breathe, and receive. Caregivers, please stick around. You've got to hear about Judy's latest book. It's a journal. And for those of us who are caregivers, it doesn't mean anyone necessarily has to be sick or ill, but just taking care of relationships, taking care of children, taking care of your friendships. Uh, This is a great uh, journal to have in your arsenal. So hang out for a little bit and listen to more about that. The only book that I have right now is that journal book for caregivers, the 31 Daily Inspirations. I'm writing my second book. That'll come out. I'm hoping to have that out. That's a lot in alignment. That's the ripple. <laughs> I actually had to think about that for a minute when I was doing it. I was like, is this a rip- Is this going to be? Yeah, this is truly the ripple. The ripple. So, um, yeah. Um, but I would say those are the, you know, the, the 31 daily inspirations for caregivers because they are, there are moms and that are going to be listening to you and they're mm-hmm. caregivers. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a caregiver of an elder. This this applies to everybody. The book does. So it's a great journal book um, and just really can help them start begin their own journaling um, journey mm-hmm. if they haven't journaled already, because right. it's one page and then it's got three pages of blank in it. Yes. So, yes, yeah. that is, that's wonderful. So you get the information on that one page and then you get to put your own thoughts and and mm-hmm. feelings down as, as well. Because caregiving yeah. is, especially in my age group, that's where we are in life. You know, we, we're all in that same area where if you're not caring for a parent, you're caring for a child or a spouse or even, you know, siblings even. So I was trying to see if I even have, I have my book somewhere here. I was going to just read you one of them. So that you can kind of get an idea of what it is. Um, This one is on day two. It is what it is. Today, I am grateful for the fact that what is to be will be. Don't second guess. 
Just go with it and let what transpires happen at its own pace. We as human beings are prone to wanting to plan and fix things that we think they should be. Today, just let that day happen. Yes, it's okay to have a general plan, but don't become so bogged down in what you plan that you can't enjoy the moment. So for the journal entry for day two, you're to do it at the end of the day, reflect back over the day, journal about what your original plans were and what changed. Remember to include the hiccups that occurred and see the positive pieces that came out of the unplanned parts of the day. Mm, I love that. And then um, this one was the one that opened up automatically. So this is probably just a direct message for you. Day five, angels. I have many angels here on earth and I am sending each of you a virtual hug. I believe that we not only have angels watching over us, but that we have angels here on earth. These individuals may be people you know, or they may just show up when you need them. Who are your angels? How have they made a difference in your life? Today, begin your day by reflecting on random acts of kindness that you have had enter into your own life. Now take a moment and reflect on those random acts of kindnesses that you have bestowed on others. Take time to put these in your journal. As you go through your day today, check back in and record anything new or any memories that have come to you throughout the day. So these were all written to myself. The inspirational quotes were written to myself while I was in the throes of having my mother go through open heart surgery, having melanoma removed from her right leg and having pneumonia Mm. all within a three week span. So I was sitting down every single day, just writing inspirational quotes to myself to keep me going. Mm -hmm. And I had all of these and a friend when I, when everything settled, the dust settled and I had my mom and my stepdad move in here with me, a friend reached out and said, I'm doing a two-day workshop on writing books. I'd love for you to come. Well, I had all of these already down, written these quotes. So I wrote the rest of it, those one pagers that Mm -hmm. week. And that's how the book came to be. The journal book came to be. It's powerful. It, It is. 31 Daily Inspirations for Caregivers. Judy McCauley, yes, love it. You guys have to get it. Judy, I have to get that that book because even though my father's no longer with me, just just what one of the things that you just read just hit me, the angels, that was for me. That is so for me. Not joking, the book just right opened right up to that page for you. Oh my goodness. That's why I said this was for you. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but it is. I know why. I know. I know exactly why. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me let me get this journal in. This is really that's for me. That was that was my nugget. Oh, this is great. I, I just you guys have to get the daily inspirations for for caregivers. Not only if you know we think of caregivers as like you said when we're caring for someone who may be ill, but what you just read applies to anybody who is in, if you're in someone's life, you're giving care some type of way, or if not, you're living very selfishly. <laughs> you're not. So there is some type of reciprocation in all of our relationships. And I love what you say. Caregivers is not just about 
taking care of someone. It can be children, it can be friendships and everything. So this is definitely one that, again, helps us to be present. All I can say is thank you so much. Deep bow of appreciation truly to you for this. It's been an honor um, to be a part of this. Um, I, it's been a while since I started done a podcast or anything like that. So once again, I can be perfectly imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and we wouldn't be human if we, if we weren't. That is the beautiful part of it. Thank you so much, Judy. You uh, have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you again for for stopping by to share with us. It has been valuable. And I hope if it's just one person, I hope it really does help and open up doors and give someone that little push they needed. Or if, if this was it, if it's just one, then that's all I care about is that one person gets something, but I know it'll be more because this was amazing. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Now the other dog's going to growl. Once again, thank you so much for riding with us, coming into the living room, and joining us on the podcast, Life Can Be a Niche. You can follow Judy McCauley at J McCauley Coach, and that's on all social channels, including LinkedIn. That's J-M-I-C-A-L-E-C-O-A-H. Look at me spelling and everything on a, on a after a long day in the late afternoon. Um, but be sure to follow Judy and reach out to her. She is offering a free 15-minute consultation. Uh, so follow her on those social channels and learn more. And again, if though if you're listening, we appreciate you. But if you'd like to watch a version of the podcast, we have our YouTube channel. It is Life Can Be a Niche. Be sure to come out, hang out in the on the YouTube channel. We could use the subscribers. We would love the likes, but we even more appreciate your comments and feedback. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. We are definitely uh, in a transition of growth here and so proud to be in this space and able to talk and share about life and all things that come with it, but especially things that happen to women who are experiencing life after life after divorce, life after, you know, dating after divorce and relationships and love and raising children and blending families and all of that good stuff that's happening right now, along with trying to be creative and write books and plays and everything else. So uh, definitely come on out and hang with us on the YouTube channel. We'd love to have you there. Mm -hmm.